0: As-salamu alaykum, everyone, and a very warm welcome back to another episode of Go Together Podcast. I'm your host, Dasir Raza, and today we have one amazing guest from uh, Dubai. Uh, as-salamu alaykum, Ali.
1: Asalaamu alaikum, alaykum, Mudassir.
0: Wa salamu Ali. How are you? I'm
1: good. All is good. After a long working day, I'm oh, still yes. uh, energized yes, yes, yes. For, for this chat with you.
0: Sometimes I planned during the working days, and <laughs> after that, I realized that it's very difficult to manage it, uh, to work, and then come back to home, and then... Uh, they start recording make sure that everything is fine at home so this is a difficult task
1: let's give it a start
0: and I just get to know the, the weather is very uh, amazing in Dubai uh, yesterday even there's a rain
1: Yes. Now, amazing can have two, two meaning. Uh, all the streets were flooded, uh, but people, they still enjoy the rain. It's rare to have the rain here. And some of them, they had to work from home. I was off. So it was a good day, relaxing the day. Uh, and uh, yeah, so but today we have a very nice weather, beautiful sky and uh, nice blue.
0: Great. Even it was predicted in Pakistan as well, but the weather was good but without a uh, rain. Tell you I just want to know first about your uh, own education journey. The first, your part, you belong to Lebanon. So I need to know about their, uh, the time you spent in Lebanon. How was it?
1: okay great so i started in a french school in lebanon uh, i'm not sure if our audience they know that in lebanon the parents they decide if the child will go to the french school or to an english school when mm-hmm. i mean french school or english school that's mean arabic language will be taught regardless if they choose french mm-hmm. or english so i started in a french school in lebanon uh, then I uh, had English starting from grade six, and so at that time I became like trilingual. Uh, people they know me as uh-huh. a trilingual. I speak Arabic, English, and French.
0: Which one do you enjoy it most, Ali? Well,
1: uh, yeah, sorry. Which one do you enjoyed most? Oh, each one is used for something. So <laughs> great uh, because your your relation to languages yeah. are really are really different uh, regarding on the context, the background. Uh, so, for example, I speak to my daughter only in French uh, because I want her also to ah, be trilingual. Uh, I write in Arabic my ideas and then my feelings and then English mostly is used as a as a work language. Hmm. Uh, then I finished my studies in a university, private university in Lebanon, started working as a teacher and uh, I was introduced to the uh PYP program primaries program uh by the international baccalaureate I know in Pakistan ah, in also, the IB program yes yes so many schools yes. are implementing the IB PYP mm-hmm. program uh I taught uh, I taught grade three I taught grade four for six consecutive years and then I was promoted to become a PYP coordinator uh mm-hmm. spent eight years in Lebanon at the same school and then 2010 I moved to Dubai uh, did some work in Dubai as a coordinator. I continued working in the Gulf, moved to Qatar, did some work in Qatar as a coordinator. And then uh, five years ago, so in 2019, I came back to Dubai and now I have my own business. So I do Ah. training, consultancy. I support teacher in French, in English, in Arabic, in the region and outside. So this is in in two seconds, a little (laughs) bit my my story.
0: I just need to know more about the Lebanon culture, uh, the education system, uh, what you have been experienced there. And then when you move to Dubai and Qatar, uh, being a teacher, what feel you uh, find here? This is your early life. Uh, when you were a student in the uh, Lebanon, you learned, and uh, now you're teaching in Dubai, you experienced Qatar. Yeah. What difference you have been observed?
1: Okay, so uh, interesting, interesting question. So uh, in Lebanon, like... Uh, parents they do everything so their kids get educated Mm. Uh, we all know that we have uh, top schools top universities Um, it's very diverse Uh, I'm not going to say very diverse in nationalities Mm. but it's very diverse regarding the background of the people Mm. and regarding the uh, communities uh, the religion Um, Lebanon is very diverse and so um, the languages so we are known as being multilingual, minimum bilingual, Arabic-English as I said at the beginning, or uh, French and and Arabic. Uh, Now, uh, Arabic is spoken at home, it's visible, it's there, it's in the market. Uh, Now, when I moved to Dubai, or when I lived in Qatar, um, it becomes completely different. Yes, we still have different Mm, religion, but here we're bringing different cultures, we're bringing different nationalities. Uh, So, instead of working only with the Lebanese in Lebanon I was yeah. working for example in Qatar with mm. 60 different nationalities really? so 60 different nationalities means that it's a different structure it's a different approach and uh, let's say Arabic even though it's the language uh, the, the, the official mm. language of the country mm. it's rare to find people <laughs> speaking it yes, uh, yes, yes so you go to the shop uh. you speak in English so yes. you, you call a taxi driver, mm. you speak in English, uh, you want to go and to do a booking, uh, It everything, let's yeah. say, is in English. So um, let's say parents, especially the Arab parents, are facing difficulties uh, regarding mm. teaching their kids the kids uh, the Arabic language. Um, other than that, I would say, uh, if I'm comparing also that, that that stability in the country. I know also in Pakistan yeah. maybe you've been also in some troubles, political things, or <laughs> uh, and, and, and. But here it's it's quiet, so we know that we can plan, we can uh, organize things. In Lebanon, it's the country of surprises. So you are planning for something, and suddenly you have uh... a manifestation, you have an economical crisis, uh, you have um. Problems at the border. So, hmm. uh, b- again, but at the same time, people in Canon, yeah, they are, they are hmm. full of life. Uh, they are survivals. Yeah. And so life continues. Uh,
0: being an educationalist, or being in a teacher, which where you'll start your life as a PYP after you start your own business. So, I want to know that uh time or that uh, year when you decided to start your own business, how was the turning point in your life? When you decided to take it? this is the uh because we teach the students about the different entrepreneurship the skills and mindset, uh, creativity. So, when it comes to your own. So, what was uh, at that time when you decided okay, this is the right time or this is what I want to do in, uh, as a, or want to do, or want to start my own business?
1: Okay. Uh, nice question. To be honest, when I started teaching, so 22 years ago, the following year, I started giving workshops. So I started growing as a professional, workshop leader, consultant, sharing my passion and my experience. Uh, and then suddenly I moved to Dubai. And then at that time, I was one of these rare uh, coordinators who speaks Arabic. And I just said it, that Arabic language is very important here. And so people, they needed the training, people, they needed the mm. uh, follow-up support. And so my network started growing and then after the experience in Qatar, so I did like maybe 15 or 17 years of uh, working full time in uh, one school and then doing during the weekend some work uh, during the week, some consultancy. And so I felt now it's time. Uh, to to, to step out and continue spreading my passion to education, not just in one school or in one country, but work across the schools and across the country and across the languages. Uh, So you can find me, for example, during one week in Oman
0: doing a workshop
1: in Arabic. Suddenly I'm in France doing something in French and I finish the week, for example, in Rwanda doing something in English. Uh, Now, I don't do this a lot because it's It's very exhausting. uh, And I try to balance my life between family time, Dubai time, Mm. and then uh, travel and uh, consultancy and workshop outside the UAE.
0: I really love your background. How did you design it?
1: So this background is a little piece of my uh, my logo uh, when I wanted to again to design a logo and 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 create my identity and my branding uh, so I talked to a marketing lady and then we played a little bit and uh, with the alphabets and so oh. I told her like I want the alphabet to be visible and I want also to show people that I speak Arabic and English ah. so now if you go to yeah so if you go to old Arabic and French if if you go to my website, you're going to see the letter alpha mm-hmm. in English, so Alif, uh, wow. um, yeah, uh, A, uh, and it's it's done in an artistic way. And then inside the A, we've put the Ain, which is Ali in Arabic, and we we created this kind of uh, merging the languages. By creating this this identity, so now this is a little bit like uh, again, if I'm I'm, I'm yeah, moving yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can see you can see the letter Ain and the green is showing the A in in Arabic or in English. The logo itself oh, uh, has is, a different format. Really like yeah, yeah, but this is just like uh, a virtual background, also to reflect the identity.
0: Tell you one more thing I want to know is that you are a certified trainer training from the back of the room PBR. What is that?
1: Okay, so training from the back of the room is a very interesting course. Uh, the lady who created the books, so you can buy the books, training from the back of the room, is American. She has a full website. And then she trained people to give this course. Uh, so after COVID, I went to the in Dubai. And sometimes people ask me to do it in different countries. So I did it, for example, once in, in Egypt. And the course is about a brain science. Hmm. So once you know how the brain works, you will be able to train the people in a way that they are taking the lead and you are the facilitator. We always say it's like the role of the teacher, the role of the mm. trainer is to facilitate. Yeah. So how do you facilitate if you don't know how the brain work? Mm. So we look at the brain science, we look at strategies that puts the learners at the center, and then we play with this game, training from the back of the room, I'm standing at the back of the room and you are taking the lead.
0: Ah, oh, great, I really like this idea. I've seen a yeah. few, few pictures on LinkedIn as well. So I I am curious to know more about it.
1: Yes, and if you go on the website, the website is full of blogs, articles, uh, short clips, short presentation about training from the back of the room. Now, the beauty of the workshop, if I invite people to come and to attend, it's an opportunity to to spread the word. Uh, you learn how to mm-hmm. design with the trainer so it becomes a very concrete experience. It's not just reading a book. Yeah. It's putting the book in practice. practice.
0: Uh, Ali, I have one more thing which I want to discuss it here right now. Your experience uh, with different countries or with different, uh, during the training as well, you visit multiple countries. What basic problem you have been observed and do you think so? That it should need to be answered in teacher's? Let's suppose there's one skill which you think every teacher needs to be developed, every teacher needs to be learned.
1: Yeah, so let's say that sometimes one of the main problems is communication. Mm-hmm. So uh, teachers, they receive messages about workshop last minute, mm-hmm. or you go to the room instead of having a room where you can work in a, in an easy way, flexible way. You find a very rigid room, uh, even though you mentioned in the website, it's a group work or in the email, in the communication email. We want to groups, so it's a group work and so on and so on. Uh, so. Uh, and sometimes you find teachers like forced to come to a training yeah. which creates a kind of uh, energy that is not uh, uh, an energy where you you, you you can grow. Hmm. It becomes that resistant negative vibes. So you give a tip and then the teacher are giving you all the problems of the planet so they don't put in place the
0: tip or hmm. the yes. advice. Number of times we just re- recommend your name and you just go and uh, become the part of that training program, but when you are not have the interest, obviously you're not going to be learned something from it.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Really, being an educator, what's your stance or what do you think that uh, every country or every region or every area has different problems? But what basic skills, uh, even after the AI, what basic skills do you think so that uh, students need to be learned?
1: Yeah, it is what we always say in the IB programs, learning how to learn. And so we become lifelong learners. Uh, So I'm sure like a few years ago, you didn't know how to create a podcast, how to prepare for a podcast. And then by doing it, by learning it, Mm. you're now doing your podcast. Many people are listening to you. Same thing for maybe a teacher who never used an interactive board. Uh, She was Mm. trained and then she had to develop her skills, her practices to use it in a more creative and interactive way. Uh, Same as, uh, for example, example, when I use Padlet in my workshop. So when I was introduced to Padlet the first time, I was doing uh, maybe basic things. Now I do it in a very professional way. Mm. And remember that your phone is Zoom, Mm. where we are knowing now the recording, uh, Padlet, any application, every two or three weeks, you got a message, your phone needs to be updated, right? Yes, You need to download some update Mm. material. You need to restart your computer. It's doing updates. And what about this? What about our brain? It doesn't need updates. It doesn't need a new info. It doesn't need a new skills. And so teaching the student how to learn will be a very important skills for them. And uh, I always give this joke or a caricature. So I see teacher like still teaching the student uh, for like five sessions how to use a dictionary. Who uses a dictionary these days? You just go to Google, you put yeah, the word and people. then Google gives mm. you synonyms, yes. translated, yeah, put everything. it in sentences mm. and give you in, in words. So what if this teacher is a critical and mm. instead of like taking and teaching how to use a dictionary, which is something that we will yeah. never use in the future and we stopped using, I would say, a few years ago, teach them how to use artificial intelligence or teach them how to do a research where you don't copy and paste, but you summarize and you use your own word. So how we're spending time at school is very important, especially with the content that we are offering to the student.
0: I remember that when I was in school in grade six, seven till eight, uh, we used to keep the dictionary pocket, uh, small size. And uh, whenever you are reading something, it will help you a lot. But uh, yes, yeah. times change and now uh, I haven't seen anyone who's buying a dictionary and uh, they have the dictionary. It, it, mm. Yes, it library has. But generally, uh, at home, you will not find it.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true.
0: Actually, uh, I really enjoyed all this conversation. Uh, but one more, uh, there are a number of teachers or there are a number of uh, graduates who wants to become a uh, number of young people who want to become a teacher now. This is a mm. better sentence. So if they want to become a PYP teacher or they want to get into that, Ah, uh, what uh, roadmap or what do you suggest to them if they want to be come into this?
1: Yeah, so usually when you join an IB school, the IB school will train you hmm. uh, to be a PYP teacher because it's a requirement. Uh, IB schools, they need to follow these requirements. Uh, so they meet the uh, criteria. Hmm. Now, if you want to prepare yourself Uh, to join an IB school uh, without paying a huge amount of Mm -hmm. money because the the workshops are a little bit expensive, Mm -hmm. Uh, you can start reading. You start reading uh, from the IB website. The IB website has uh, workshops, free PD, plenty of resources, um, names that we can uh, look at uh, and uh, work with Uh, So you read about inquiry, you read about concept, you read about approaches to learning. And that's how you grow as an Mm. educator. So you don't just count on what did you do at university four years ago or maybe two years ago. You keep yourself Mm. up to date.
0: Ah, thank you so much, Ali, for your time. Thank Uh, you. I really enjoyed the conversation. And last, any advice which you want to give.
1: I would like to thank you. I'm so happy to be with uh, you today. Hopefully, we will inspire the people who are listening yeah. to us. And uh, yeah, have an excellent afternoon.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Ali, again. I really enjoyed this conversation. The purpose of this episode is to get to know more about the education styles of different countries and the PYP or the MYP or the IP program is International Baccalaureate, which is offering in multiple countries. Uh, and there's something interesting as well. Apart from that, being a teacher, there are a number of problems which you're facing. And in that, we try to answer okay, how can you to learn from it and move it in your uh, career. So this is some major objectives to do the podcast on these topics. Thank you Thank so much, you. everyone. Uh, hope to see you again soon. Uh, take care and have a nice day.